going worse. He's married to the gang. Like a fuck you for Christmas. His gift is a curse. Forget the earth. He's got the earth to pull his dick from the dirt and fuck the whole universe. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to take a stand. Take a stand. Everybody. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of most ages? Hey, by the way, what the heck's going on? What the heck is going on? Unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Bam! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of most ages. Hey, welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with, with me, Christopher Roush where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And tonight we are on episode something or other. And I just wanted to actually come to you tonight with a very special episode. God's honest truth. Um, you guys know me. I'm very authentic. I'm very honest. And lately the weight of the world has me a little bit down. Um, I have found out that I'm very empathic and this is something I did not sign up to want to do, but apparently I can feel the energy of what's going on in the world around me. And that makes me very special. Uh, <laughs> that's a little frustrating, honestly, because, um, you know, I like to live my life and be, you know, so specific about everything that I'm doing and what I'm going for, but to have to deal with the emotional stress of what's going on in the world bogs me down. So when I was thinking about the episode for this week, it was going to be a solo show. And I thought, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? What subject do I want to cover? I've covered a ton of subjects already. And so I just thought yesterday to put out, what are your favorite questions to ask people? What are your favorite questions? Because I love questions. Let me just give you an example. <clears throat> and thank you guys for joining me tonight. Hello. <laughs> hey, what's up, Brenda? Thank you so much. Yes, I just created that tonight. Um, thank you so much for being here. So when I think about questions, questions are the quintessential opportunity for you to be real and honest with yourself when you answer them. Now, when we're asked questions, we can go into two different modes. We can go into default mode that says, oh, I'm going to answer this like I'm supposed to. Or you can go into, hey, this is who I am. This is how I'm going to answer this question. So tonight, what's up, Jose Morera? Hey, what's up, buddy? My, uh, my Italian stallion. No, he's not Italian. Fuck. He's Puerto Rican. Jose is Puerto Rican. Um, he's an amazing dude. Thank you so much, Jose, for being here. Hello, Brenda. Hello, Larry. Um, you guys fucking rock. But when I think about questions and sorry for my voice again, I've been talking a lot. Um, questions are the access point to what it is that we need to uncover the most. Now, something you will find about me is that I say, be very quick be very careful of the questions that you ask because they might be connected to answers that you don't want to hear. Let me say that again. Be careful of the questions that you ask because they might be connected to answers you don't want to hear. Like if somebody, if you walk up to your best friend and say, Hey, do I look fat in these pants? And your friend goes, yeah, you do. Be careful of the questions that you ask because they might be connected to answers you don't want to hear. So what's up, Jose? I love you guy. Dude, you, you fucking rock. Um, so yeah, so questions are amazing. You know, when I sit there and ask people questions as part of my coaching program, that's what really inspires them to think differently about their situation because they can't lie to me. You know, if somebody asks you a question, you lie. If somebody says, hey, how are you doing? You go, oh, I'm doing great. Everything's awesome. But deep down inside, you're fucking miserable. Then you're only shooting yourself in the foot by saying that because you're trying to put on something to pretend you're something you're not to make somebody feel like you have it all together when you don't. Now, just imagine what the world would be like if you asked somebody a question and people actually listened. So if I said, how are you doing? And I sat there and I listened and you said, hey, Chris, you know what? I'm actually kind of challenged right now. I'm actually kind of feeling like I don't have control over, over, over everything. Sorry, I've got a lot on my mind. Um, you know, so that's, that's authentic. You know, when you sit there and say, no, I don't have all the answers. Hey, I'm not feeling very good. Hey, I'm struggling. I need your help. You know, I was thinking about this today when I was thinking about this show and I find it very 
saddening that we're, we're all in need of help, but how many times do we actually ask for help? How many times do you ask for help? Do you sit there and say, Hey, I need some help. I need some financial help. I need some spiritual help. I need some physical help. I need some mental help. I need help. How many times have you guys done that? Let me see 13 people watching. You guys are fucking awesome. How many times have you asked for help? And that's something I struggle with to be quite honest. You know, this is the raw and unscripted show. So you guys get the full Monty on this stuff. Um, I struggle with that. And I think about how many people I know personally who appear to have it all together. Let me say that again, who appear to have it all together, personal development space, rah, rah, rah. Everything's awesome. Everything's great. Da, 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 da. I'm awesome. I've seen those people behind the curtain. I have seen those people behind the stage. I have talk to those people privately. We don't have it all figured out. So if you're looking at somebody who might be a mentor or, you know, somebody who has it figured out, some of us do, but quite honestly, some of us don't. And that's why I started the raw and unscripted show, because I didn't want to bring you anything that was not authentic. I didn't want to bring you anything that wasn't authentic. And so in doing the show and thinking about what I wanted to impart upon you guys every single week, is truth, honesty, and a behind the scenes look that, you know, sometimes you think people have it figured out and they don't, or they do, and they're still struggling with it. I will be full Monty. You know, sometimes I have it all figured out and everything's great and everything's easy, but other times I am struggling just like you guys. I struggle just like you. We all struggle. You know, that's what this life is about. We struggle and we overcome. We struggle, we overcome. And we look back on our struggles and we go, holy shit. Looking back, that struggle wasn't so bad because I've been through so many other struggles before. So in tonight's episode, I wanted to have a little fun. In my Friday night shows that I've been doing with Scott, I told Scott, I said, I don't want to do anything serious right now because I feel the weight and the tension of the world right now. And it's fucking sucks because I'm like, I didn't sign up for this shit, but apparently somehow I'm empathic and I can feel a lot of stuff. And I look at the news and I look at everything else and I talk about black lives matters and I talk about face masks and I talk and it, it just, it wears me out, you know, but at the end of the day, we have to be true to ourselves. We have to be true to what inspires us. We have to go back to what grounds us and what grounds me are questions. So I invited you guys to ask, what are your favorite questions? And I said, you know what? I don't know what tomorrow's show is going to be like. I don't have a guest. I'm going to free fall into something. And I said, I want to just want to answer all of your favorite questions. So that's what the show's about tonight is about me answering your favorite questions. But at the same time in the comments, I want you to answer the same questions. This is going to be a party. This is going to be a little bit of a, a give and take. And I wish I could have you on screen and pop you off screen and like have that interaction, but I can't. So you guys asked some pretty fucking amazing questions. And I thank you so much for that because some of those questions are really, really inspiring. And the fact that if you personally answer those, you might find that there's another stepping stone in what it is that you can accomplish in your life. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So I'm going to take these in no particular order. I did not update the list over the last probably hour or two, but these are all the questions you guys submitted to say, these are my favorite questions to ask somebody. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to pick a few of them, but I'm actually going to answer all of them. So, all right, buckle your seatbelt. What's up? What's up, Larry? What's up? Jesus, Ray, Brenda, Angel, Larry, Debbie, Hey, Jose, you guys fucking rock. Thank you guys so much for being here. The people who are not commenting. What's up, Raquel? Hi. What's my favorite part? of? I'm going to ask you answer that one right now. What was your favorite part of today, Christopher? My first question. Honestly, my favorite part of today was going to the park with my son. Um, I was not feeling it physically, mentally. Uh, and I just knew that he needed to get out. I, I looked at his needs over mine and I said, he needs to get out. He needs to have fun irregardless of the fact that I'm in a lot of pain with my right side and the surgery I need to have. I'm like, we need to go have fun. Irregardless of it being 95 degrees outside and being humid, he needed to have fun. So we went to the park and we ran around, we found baseballs, we chased sticks. We had a blast. We went up and down the slides. We had all sorts of fun. The park was empty. It was just us two. So that was my favorite part of my day. Um, I'm glad you didn't ask me what the unfavorite part of my day was. Uh, what's up, Nate? Good to see you, buddy. Hey, so Always, uh, yeah, yeah, fasten your seatbelt. So let me just look at this. So because you guys posted this uh, lie, or you guys posted this on my wall, I'm going to call you out, call out your names. And yes, I am having a cocktail, so shut the fuck up. It's my show. 
Who cares? Um, so Jacqueline Rose, Jacqueline Rose has been a fan and a friend of mine forever. I love her. I mean, honestly, Jacqueline, you and I need to talk because we never talked before. And I've been doing a lot of these talks. So um, Jacqueline says, what kind of life do you want to live? What, let me make sure I read this right. What kind of life do you want to live? Is your life where you want to be? Do you see yourself in 15 years living the same life? The crux of it is, do I see myself living the same life in 15 years? No, absolutely fucking not. Nobody watching this should ever see their life being the same in 15 years. Not even in two years, not even five years, not even 10 years. When I look past on my journey, you know, and I'm 51 right now, full transparency. And I look back and I see pictures. I went on a, on a cruise on my 40th birthday with my wife. We had a blast. We went dancing. We dressed up. We wore a suit, blah, blah. blah. I had my hair all spiked and everything. And I look back at these pictures that we have in our house and I'm like, who is that dude? That dude is lost. That dude was on some other planet. That dude was a corporate dude. So when you think about where your life is, you're like, you should not shoot for your life being the same in 15 years. You should never shoot for your life being the same year after year. That's complacency. That's mediocrity. That is, that is tolerating bullshit. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to answer your favorite questions was that hopefully I inspire you to think about your answers and what it is that you're doing in your life. So no, what do I see myself in 15 years? I'm 51. So I'm not very good at math. So that's uh, 51. How many years? 50, I suck at math. 15. So was that 65? When I'm 65, I'm going to be ruling it. My kid will be 15 years old, 17 years old. It's going to be amazing. You know, I am going to be a different person than I am at this point right now. And I'm proud of that. So thank you for asking that question. What's up, Sandy Breveridge? What's up, Sandy? Sandy, oh, look at Sandy and, and, and Brenda. We used to work together. So yeah, this is a little bit of a mini reunion. Thank you guys for being here. Um, two beautiful souls I worked with with so many, um, so many years, so many beautiful people. I've been so blessed in my corporate career and everything else um, to be surrounded by so many amazing people. So let me just go down to the next question. So Christopher Howard says, Ask people this, if you keep doing what you are doing now, will you be happy in the year from now? And what method do you use for measuring your progress? So, um, yeah, if I, if, would I be happy doing now what I'm doing a year from now? No, because we always should be progressing. We should always be fighting and striving to become better. No matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, we have to continue striving and, and thriving. You know, some people sit there and say, oh, when I'm, I'm, I'm 60, you know, what, what good does it to me to start a, a, a business? You know, if you think about, technology and everything else. If you're going to live to be 90, that's another 30 years, another 30 years, 30 years. So when you think about what you've learned in your life up until now, and you exponentially increase the results of what it is that you've learned now over the next 30 years, what could you accomplish? I look at 50 now as being like midpoint, like, okay, I've done all the shit. I've done the jobs. I've done all the other crap. I've done the ego. I've done all the identity crap. And now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to be me which is what you should do. And you should not wait until you're 50 years old to figure that out because life is short. And it, suddenly I was just talking to Rick Denley last night. We, we did a podcast for my show next week and we were talking about being, you know, over 50 and it's like, yeah, you have these crazy realizations that life is not what it's about over here. You know, the school and getting the job and doing all this shit that's prescriptive about what life makes you happy is crap. You got to do what you have to do to make yourself happy because we often figure out later in life that, Oh shit, I just spent you know, two quarters of my life, three quarters of my life doing shit I didn't want to do for people I didn't like. And now I got to figure it out. And that's why I'm the no excuses coach, because I help people literally at this point in their life where they're like, geez, Chris, I'm going to be mediocre or I'm going to fucking be kick-ass. And I'm like, well, come and talk to me. Let's be kick-ass. So thank you for that, for that question. Uh, let's, let me just uh, look at the, oh, even Jose is here. Yeah. Jose was from Patty. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful because I literally lived a corporate life for 26 years up until November 7th of last year. I was the director of operations for a scuba diving company. I was, I, my identity was this and I was doing coaching and everything else, but you know, life is about chapters in your book and that chapter's over. And now this chapter is happening and I'm meeting so many people. I'm reconnecting with so many people I worked with before, you know, that's the beauty of life is experiencing the moments. You guys have followed me for a long time. You guys know, I talk about the moments and today, when I ever got cerebral and I was thinking about tomorrow or the future, or I got sucked into other shit. I just went back to the moment. I'm like, wow, just before I did the show, I was sitting outside of my front of my house and listening to some music. And I was like, the wind is blowing. It's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. Just enjoy those moments. That's what you really need to do is enjoy those moments. All right, let's see. Norman says, what gets you up and going to work every single day? Because I love what I fucking do. Period. End of story. I love talking and I love helping you guys achieve a different perspective about what it is that you think is real and what is what is true about your life. You know, when I when I talk to somebody, my coaching clients especially, and I talk to them in such a way that they go, wow, I didn't think of it that way. And they have a new perspective about a bunch of shit they had in their past that they thought they were a victim to that they now become a victor to because they realized that happened didn't life didn't happen to them. Life happened for them. You know, so it's about that perspective. I love what I do every single day. I love getting up in the morning and knowing that I'm going to impact somebody. That's the truth to that question. Raquel says, when I ask someone how they are, they say, fine. And I ask, great. How are you for real? I already told you guys, I'm kind of fucked up. You know, it's been a tough week. It's been, it's been tough. You know, COVID, everything that's happened since November 7th, when I left my corporate job, it has been challenging. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it's been super fucking exciting. So it's challenging. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. It's uncertain. But at the same time, it's exciting. It's like standing in the line for a roller coaster. You're standing there knowing you're going to get the shit scared out of you, but you're excited about it. And you know, it's only going to last so long. Everything in life is only going to last so long. You know, whatever it is that you're up against right now is going to seem like a minute, 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now. So hang in there and keep doing what you're doing because this life is a journey and it's supposed to be exciting. It's supposed to be thrilling. It's supposed to be uncertain. You know, people are sitting there trying to figure out, oh, I need everything certain. I need everything perfect. I need that. My husband to say this and I need my kids to say this and I need the commercials to say this and I need this to be predictable. So I'm okay. What the fuck is that? So I'm okay. Really? Really? You've seen life. You've seen life in the last couple of months, right? You think that shit's going to get back to normal? It's not going to get back to normal. So the sooner you realize that you need to be adaptable, flexible, and that you need to have the right mindset to get through this shit is so paramount, paramountly important, I guess. So if you take nothing else from this broadcast right now, figure out that you need to be stronger physically, mentally, and spiritually to figure out whatever's going to happen next and get your, get yourself and get your family and your friends through this. That's what this is about. This is not about sitting back and being complacent. This is not about comparing notes about how much fucking Netflix you watched or other movies you watched. That's so stupid. I see people fucking posting that on Facebook and it pisses me off. It's like, guys, ladies and gentlemen, this is my show. I don't care if I offend, but you have to get real about your life. Are you strong? Are you strong mentally, physically, and spiritually? Yes or no? Don't go, oh, yes or no? Yes or no? I'm working on it. I am not the best, but I am a hell of a lot better than I was. And I'm excited about the journey because that's all we have is what's right now. We don't have what was 10 years ago, five years ago, three minutes ago, whatever it was, it's gone. It's about who you are right now. It's about showing up. It's about delivering. It's about being who you are and owning who you are. Everybody I talked to recently, they're like, Chris, I think I just love that you're, you're so real and you're so you and you're so raw and you're so this. I'm like, thank you. It took me 50 fucking years of my life to hear that and go, hey, it's okay to be me. No, I didn't freeze. We spend our entire life trying to prove and trying to be somebody who we're not to get people who we don't give a shit about to like us, to give us a good review, to give us a job promotion, give us something else. Oh, please acknowledge me. I know you don't care about me and I don't like you, but please acknowledge me so I can get something so I can feel better. What is that? Come on. Uh, <laughs> I am going to read the comments in just a second, but I know I have a lot of questions and I want to get to these questions because they're fucking awesome. Uh, Cindy says, <clears throat> Cindy is awesome. Who is the wisest person you know and wanted to be like and why? And if they were in your shoes now, what might they do differently? That is an awesome question. I love awesome questions. Uh, thank you, Cindy. Um, who's the wisest person I know? Hmm. Hmm. The wisest person I knew was my mentor, Bill White. My ex-wife's dad who mentored this 17-year-old kid who was homeless, smoking cigarettes, seventh grade dropout, swearing, all this other shit, working telemarketing jobs and construction jobs. Um, Bill White was my mentor. And if Bill was here right now, I think he would be kind of screwed up as to what to do, quite honestly, um, because he and I had some very 
intimate talks about life. And I remember sitting one time at a bar with him and I was underage and I went there to pick him up because he was drunk and full disclosure. And I sat there and said, dude, what are you doing? And he says, Chris, and I remember this. He goes, I used to letter in basketball, baseball, all sports. He goes, I used to play basketball and, and golf without any pain. He goes, but then I started getting older and I started realizing that, you know, that sucks. And what Bill told me was amazing. And if Bill was here right now, he'd be like, Chris, do the best that you can do. Be the best that you can be. Just be you. And he was one of the first people who looked at this long haired 17 year old kid smoking cigarettes, dating his daughter from the other side of the tracks and said, I believe in you. So I, if, I, if Bill was here right now and I hear him in my voice all the time, he's like, keep going, Chris, keep going, Chris, keep going, Chris, fuck him, keep going. So in answer to that question, yeah. So thank you. Uh, Janet says, what do you enjoy doing? What activity makes you truly happy? Uh, what do I enjoy doing this? God's honest truth. I live to inspire people. I live to share the shit in my life and the people that I've coached. I live to try to make your life just a little bit better. But more importantly than that, my new goal, my new thing that I love to do is being a dad because every moment that I'm alive from this point forward, mark my words, I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best influence. I want to be the best representation of what it is, what it is that it takes to have a kick-ass life, not to have a marginal life, not to have a mediocre life, but to have a life that you're so proud of. And that is on your terms that you didn't waste time in college. You didn't waste time doing shit that you want to do to be something for somebody you didn't want to be. Just be you live. You do you. That's what I would say. Aaron Keith says, and this is an interesting one. What would you say if I told you earth is flat? I would say you're fucking stupid. That one's easy. Uh, if you tell me the earth is flat, I go tell you, go get in an airplane, go, uh, go talk to my buddy, Sean Calvin. Uh, he'll take you up in a plane and then the world is, is round and no, you're stupid. Um, so any of you people that out there think the world is flat or you have other stupid fucking ideas about things. Good luck. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Tom Yo says, what is known? What is beyond the known universe? Um, the unknown universe. Yeah. We don't know what's not known. And that's the cool thing about life is that we get to go discover that shit, you know, go discover stuff, go learn, go listen, go be intrigued, go be adventurous, go discover. Wasn't that what you were as a kid? Didn't you go discover? Didn't you go blindly do shit that you knew wasn't safe? You didn't even think about it. You know, so I watch my son going through bushes and I think, oh, there's spiders in there. There can be tarantulas. He doesn't give a shit. I'm like, I used to crawl under houses and all sorts of shit. So with that, I would say, go discover what the world is and make your own determinations about that. And don't let anybody else tell you what the world is. Just focus on what the world is for you. Veruca Salt, I happen to know her real name. She said, if money were no object and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Uh, right now, honestly, a private fucking island. God's honest truth. I would love to go to a private island with air conditioning and just chill out for probably three to six months. That's where I want to go. My family, some music. I would just want to go decompress and let go of a lot of the situation that I know is going on in the world. And um, yeah, I would just go enjoy that and get the fuck away from everybody else. That's what I would do. Stay, let's see. Uh, Ezra says, if your life was a video game, what would what determine whether or not you would win the game? That's a great question. Um, if my life was a video game, I would always win. I would probably get shot. I'd probably get injured just like I do in every, everyday stuff that I do. But at the same time, I would figure out how to survive. I would figure out how to thrive. I would figure out who my, uh, my people are in my group that will hold and protect me. And that's something important for you guys to figure out too. So many of us are walking around people in our life. You know, when you know who your five are or in the general term of who your six are, you know, who's got your six, who's got your back. Um, that's super important because of people that are around you, when you have a good, good idea or you have a, an eccentric idea and you sit there and, Hey, I've got this idea and they go, Oh, that's stupid. Or you shouldn't do that. You know, that's unsafe or whatever. You need to get new people. The people in your life should be actually supporting you and saying, Hey, you know what? You get one life. You get one, go fucking live it. Go have fun. Go meet people, go experience shit, go move, go travel, go do weird shit. Don't do what everybody tells you to do because guess what? You're going to be 78 years old. You're going to be looking at a big jigsaw puzzle and you're going to be like, oh man, 
I could have done what I really wanted to do in my life. I could have done shit that made me happy. I could have done shit that wasn't for anybody else, but me. Oh, but guess what? No, nope, I'm sorry. I played by the rules and I did all the shit that everybody else told me to. And now I'm sitting here doing a giant crossword puzzle waiting to die. I'm sorry to be graphic, but that's the way life is. I have talked to people personally in convalescent hospitals, nursing homes, where people have looked at me in the eye and said, Hey, Chris, I wish I would have lived the life I wanted to live, not live the life that I should have lived. You know, I wish I did not get involved in my dad's business. I wish I not become a doctor because my mom said so. I wish I did not get become a lawyer because my dad said it was gonna be the safest job to do. I wish I would have done the shit that I wanted to do because of my life. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? Are you doing shit that makes you happy or are you doing shit that makes you miserable? Give me a second to think about that. Are you doing shit that makes you happy or are you doing shit that makes you miserable? Guess what? You make the choice. You choose to punish yourself or you choose to reward yourself. You choose to move on or you choose to stay the same. We're on a scripted, baby. I love you guys. Um, I can't wait to go back and look at these comments. I really do. But I'm just going to keep going on this because there's some amazing questions in here. And I want you guys to answer those same questions for yourself. You don't need to put them in the chat. If you want to put them in the chat, go for it. But just ask yourself. So let's see. Uh, Sharon says, what lead them to job or business? And no, don't know that one. Uh, I've been pretty much off. Sandy says, what's the biggest lesson you've learned from your mistakes? Sandy, I love you. Um, what's the biggest lessons I've learned from my mistakes. I don't believe in mistakes. I don't believe in failures. I really don't. And that's not sugarcoated bullshit. A mistake is something that you do that's wrong. And if you can, if you, if you do a mistake in life and you learn from it, then it's not a mistake. It's a stepping stone. If you continue doing the same thing over and over again, yes, that's a mistake and that's stupid and that's your own fault. So for me, what have I learned from my mistakes? Um, to not be me. Yeah. To not be me, to be somebody else, to try to get the opinions of other people, get the approval of other people for trying to do something that I really didn't care to do because it fit into their perspective of what was successful or what was right or what was appreciated. Yeah. For my mistakes, I wish I would have not been that person. And I struggled with that my entire life because I saw my mom being that person who gave a fuck about anything. And then here was me was like, okay, well, you got to make people happy and you have to do this and you have to be the politician. You have to, you know, you have to go to school in some respects. I wish I would not have done that. I wish I wouldn't. But at the same time, those journeys and those processes have made me, made me the man I am today. And I'm God, I'm God's honestly so proud of who I become today. Um, you know, irregardless of all the situational shit that I have going on in my life right now, I am so proud of who I am today because I love myself. And I talk to a lot of people who cannot say they love themselves. Can you say that you love yourself? Do you really, really love yourself? I have talked to a couple hundred people since COVID started free coaching sessions. And it surprises the shit out of me. How many people punish themselves over shit that they didn't either have the emotional intelligence to get through as a kid, as a little kid, um, or shit that, that was not their fault or their responsibility. And they punish themselves every single fucking day. If you make a mistake once you should punish yourself, you should learn from it and you should move on. If you're still punishing yourself for shit that you did 20 years ago that you didn't know any better about because now you're wiser, give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. Jesus. Um, it's serious shit. It's serious shit. Give yourself a break. I have made so many mistakes and flounders and blunders and embarrassing moments. I mean, I literally could probably tell you Bible and verse how many times I've fucked up versus how many times I've actually been successful. And my wife will tell you that anybody in my life will sit there and say, Oh yeah, Chris did this. Chris did that. Chris did this. Chris did that. Chris, did that. you know, a litany of stories of how, how many times I fucked up, but guess what? I'm still here and I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I'm not fucking up as much. And you just keep growing and you keep doing, and you keep surrounding yourself by the people that support you, not the people that pull you down, that put you in those situations where you make an ass of yourself. I mean, I've hung around those people. I don't hang around them anymore. Guess what? I don't make as many of those stupid mistakes anymore. You just have to continue, continue evolving. You have to continue choosing those people in your circle who mean the most to you, who will tell you the truth. Most of your best friends, 
won't tell you the truth. They're not your best friends. I'm just telling you, being honest, swear to God, your best friends, if they're not fucking honest with you, they're assholes. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, yeah, you got to be honest with people. How do you, how do you expect people to grow? If you love them so much and you want to see them so, so successful and you can't tell them the fucking truth. That's stupid. That is stupid. All right. Next question. Uh, Larry Schneider, kick-ass Larry. Uh, I told you this is going to be all over the place. Larry says, where do you want to be in three years? Three years. Um, first of all, I want to be healthy. First of all, I want my family still to be intact. Um, three years. I want the world to be in a much better place than it is right now. God's honest truth. Everything I have in my life, I'm so blessed for, but the ultimate thing I want right now, the ultimate thing I want right now is for all of us, all of us to fucking hit the pause button and realize that our Facebook warrior tactics, all the grunting and screaming, and I'm going to post this fact and all this bullshit, and I'm going to change your ways. And this is my way is, is all stupid. It's fucking stupid. And I'm getting really tired of it. Um, I love you guys. I love all of you guys, left, right, middle, independent, whatever, tall, short, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, whatever fucking label you want to put. I love you guys. But some of you fuckers are stupid and you keep perpetuating stupidness and it pisses me off. And I'm some days I pass by it and some days I scroll and I'm like, whatever. And some days like today, a few times I commented on some people's posts and I honestly commented with the intention of, Hey, if you wish me well, good luck. I wish you well. Life. No, no hard feelings, no nothing. But some of you guys are hanging on to shit that's not working for you. You're clinging on to being right. I want to be right. I want to be right. How about just being happy? How about just spreading some positivity? How about being part of the solution, not being part of the problem? Oh, master this, and this is that, and this is this, and they shouldn't open schools, and this is my belief, and this is this. The... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The world doesn't really care about your opinions. They care about your actions. They care about your intentions. What is it that you're doing? Are you making the world a better place? Just ask yourself. This is all about questions. This is about questions. Are you making the world a better place for who you are and what you say and what you do? That's a question. Are you making the world a better place for who you are and what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're typing? If the answer is yes, I love you. If the answer is no, you have some work to do. If you continue doing the shit you've been doing, the answer is I might let you go. And we all have to do that. And that's something that destroys me because I think about the world as being one. I have friends all over the world. I am so blessed to know people all over the world. And I personally believe that the Pareto principle applies. 80% of us, 80% of us around the fucking spinning blue marble in the world are really cool people. I have been invited to speak in India. I've been invited to speak to, in New Zealand and Australia and England and um, a few other places that are kind of weird. I love that. I have been on Jose Moreira's show, Dive Raid um, um, South America or something like that. I was on there. I was the only English speaking dude. You know, that's amazing shit. We're bridging cultures. We're bridging situations that we don't understand. We're trying to make the world a better place. We're trying to make the world a more unified place because I personally believe this and you can disagree with me if you don't. We all want the same thing. Black, white, straight, gay, fat, short, Republican, any fucking label you want to put on it, you ask us, what do you want? Uh, I want opportunities. I want safety. I want my kids to be able to grow up in a safe environment and have opportunities. I want to be able to do what I want to do and not have somebody tell me what to do. I want to have a nice place to live. I want to have memories. I want to have a great life. Anybody you talk to anywhere in the world will tell you that from Haiti to England, to Bahamas, to Mexico, to Wyoming, to California, to wherever you ask anybody, what do you want from life? And chances are the answers are going to be the same, right? So we got some work to do. Carlos Sanchez, do you fish? No, you know, I don't fucking fish. 
Carlos used to work for me. He's a good friend of mine. Um, do I fish? No, I used to, but now I can't because I feel like I'm killing the fish and it's not right. Uh, Andrea, Andrea, what's up? Uh, what is something you wish you could tell your younger self? Uh, I wish I could tell my younger self to be myself. God's honest truth. Be yourself. I've spent my entire fucking life trying to be somebody who I wasn't to impress people, to get a significance, to get this, to get promotions, to get that. And now I am so comfortable just being me that that's what I would go back and tell myself, Chris, don't be anything else but you. But I fought against being me because I saw my mom being hurt and I saw it didn't work for her. But at the same time, she wasn't very strategic about how she was being her. So I saw that if you were trying to be yourself, that that was a bad thing. But at the end of the day, I've seen so many people at the end of their journey realize that they should have been themselves a lot, lot sooner. So that's what I've done. That's why I am who I am. So yes, thank you for that question. Raquel, what's the best way? I already answered your questions. Mike, how long does it take you to make someone laugh? How long does it take me? How long does it take me to make somebody laugh? Um, I don't know. Um, a minute, two minutes, three minutes. I like to make people laugh. I hope you guys have laughed a little bit through this. What's up, Rona? What's up, Dr. G? Oh, listen, my Dr. G. I, I love Dr. G. He was my uh, acupuncturist. We had so many amazing conversations. It's so fucking cool. Yes, Sherry, we are cool people. Yes, absolutely. Why is this? I don't know. Let me let me fix this for a second. Um, try that. There we go. That's better. Yeah, I mean, huh. um. Yes. Uh, was COVID brought people close together while phys physically distancing through virtual meeting? Yes. That's how we became attached. I mean, I've met so many people who have, we've, re we've created relationships and coaching relationships through this COVID thing that has been spectacular. I have talked to, and there's a few of them on here, um, that we are excited to meet each other in person. I mean, Pamela, Scott, Cindy, I mean, Tina, Angel. I mean, the list goes on and on and on of all the people I want to meet. I mean, honestly, I want to get in a nice RV and go travel the world and go meet all of you motherfuckers and go, let's say, Hey, what can we do? What's, 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 where's, where can we volunteer today? What can we do? How can I use my voice? Let's do a world tour. Let's go make the world a better place for who we are and what we do. How about that? I love it. Um, Tina says paper or plastic, uh, plastic, uh, boxers or briefs, uh, boxer briefs. And she says, do you know where you are going when you die? Ooh, do I know where I'm going when I die? Um, well, I've been to hell and back and they were afraid I was going to take over. So no, uh, where I'm going when I'm dying, uh, I truly believe that we are souls having a human existence. And I believe that when I die, I get to go rest as a soul. I get to learn the lessons that I've learned in this particular lifetime. And I will come back as another human to learn more lessons, most likely with the same bunch of you guys in different forms. So, um, we don't die, you know, that's, a, that's a myth. Our bodies die, our bodies give up, but our souls continue on. We're here having this human existence to figure out what the fuck we're supposed to learn for our souls. So that we become better souls. I think that's what's happening. I think that life is a test. And I think that periodically we get thrown these tests like we are right now. And we can choose to say, Hey, bring me your fucking test. Or we can go, oh my God, what is the test going to be? Is there going to be multiple choices? Is there going to be other answers? Should I, I should have prepared. Oh my God. But I know what 27 seasons happened on the walking dead. That's on you. That's on you. Life is a challenge and you have to be prepared for it. That's what I keep telling people. Um, Crystal says, what is your favorite food? Macaroni and cheese, pizza, and French fries. John Considine. Eh, that's another question. Uh, Ab. Adam Abrick Bricker, do you, he, I, so I asked the question, what questions do you ask? And he says, do you really want to know, or are you just asking? I was actually really wanting to know. And I thought it was very particular how he said, are you just asking? So that's kind of a sarcastic thing, but uh, yes, I really do want to know. I'm one of those kind of guys that if I ask you, how are you doing or what's going on? Are you okay? I actually want to hear the fucking real answer. So yeah, there's the answer to that. Don McGrath. I don't even know what Don McGrath is. Welcome, Don. Um, what problem do you solve for? What problem do you solve for whom? Um, I help people get the fuck out of their way. And whoever is in the fuck in their way, then I help them. Yeah. And recently, this is what's interesting is I've had a problem identifying my avatar, which in marketing terms is who's your ideal client and all this other crap. 
Um, I've always connected with women a hell of a lot better than I've connected with men. True story. So when you look at my demographic on my YouTube and everything else, it's about 70 to 80%, at least women, which I love women. What can I say? Um, so, uh, what do I solve for and whom I help solve problems? I help giving, I help give people a different perspective about their past, present, and their future so that they don't have any excuses as to why they're not successful. That's what I do. Thank you for your question. Joyce says, what will your tombstone say? My tombstone will say he came, he rocked, he kicked ass. Boom. Durlov says at the beginning, people should develop skills to contribute to the society or to get what they want from society. So he says, should we contribute to society or get what we want from society? Um, a thousand percent. You should contribute. You should always contribute, always give, not take when you give and you give and you give and you give from your heart, you get amazing rewards. I'm just telling you that that's why I do what I do. That's why I do this. You know, that's why I'm live for 40 minutes talking to you guys because I love what I do. I love sharing my soul. I love sharing my experiences. I love sharing the knowledge and the wisdom and the shit I've learned through all my mistakes to make the world a better place. And so when I die, people go, Hey, he fucking stood for something. My son can see by the comments when I die. Wow. My dad stood for something. My dad impacted people. That's it. Period. End of story. That's what I want to do. Larry Schneider says you are one decision away from a breakthrough. That's not a question, Larry. That's not a question, Larry. Mm -mm. Questions end with a question mark, Larry. No, but I agree with you a uh, thousand percent. Larry is a fucking amazing dude. Uh, we had a live chat. Um, no, of course it was live because we're both alive, but we had a private chat um, about a week ago and I love doing these things. So if you guys want to chat with me privately, just go to my calendar. It's like calendly.com forward slash the Christopher Roush. You guys can find it on my website, go to my coaching website. You can see the calendar. I'd love to talk to you privately one-on-one get to know you. That's not a fucking sales gimmick. That's not anything else. Tell them, Larry, did we talk sales? Did I try to get you as a coaching client? Nope. Ask anybody else. Ask Raquel, ask all of them. Never, not once. So yes. Um, Dr. G says, what is the one thing you can do to make a better tomorrow? You could wake up with gratitude. Wake up with gratitude. What can you do to make a better tomorrow? Wake up tomorrow morning. The first thing you fucking think is like, holy shit, I'm alive. Wow. My eyes work. My feet work. My legs work. I can go to the bathroom. You know, God's honest truth. I have talked to people who have had colonoscopies. I've had people who've had um, bladder cancer. I've had people who have had so many different things. And they're like, and seriously, I've had guys tell me this more on more than one occasion. Chris, I just wish I could take a shit normal. Yep. I said it. I wish I could take a shit normal. Think about that. How many times do we go to the bathroom and defecate and think, never think like, wow, this is a pretty cool experience. I'm glad it all works. We don't, but then you get colon cancer. You get something that happens. You're like, man, Chris, I was so consumed with all this other bullshit that I had no fucking control over. And now I can't take a shit. Right. I was focusing on all the extraneous bullshit. And all I had to do was eat some broccoli, drink lots of water, exercise, have some vegetables, that's all I had to do. But now I am shitting into a bag. I have had those discussions. Um, yeah. And by the way, shit freezes sometimes. It's life. Get over it. Um, you guys are fucking amazing. I love you guys. Um, you have a servant's heart. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just me. Uh, you guys see Larry says, love to talk to Chris. Um, so I want to keep going on these questions because I want you guys to get these questions. So thank you so much, so much for these questions. Um, Julie, Julie lad, I met Julie in Las Vegas. I was a speaker there, did my kick-ass unstoppable speech. Um, it was a fantastic experience and we got to talking. We've been friends ever since that was 2013. God's honest truth. I went to that. I went to that speaking conference. My cat was here having, um, he was dying of oral squamous cell carcinoma. My cat Rocky had a, if you guys remember me from way back then, he had a huge cancer growing out of his face. And I went there and I did that talk and I knew that driving back when I got back, I was going to have to put him to sleep. And I remember meeting Julie and a few other people, but Julie, you guys, you have always stayed there. So thank you so much. Julie asked me what one influential person who has passed 
would you want to talk to and what would you want to ask? Um, thank you for that question, Julie. My, uh, when I think about the two people that have passed that have been most, well, actually three, my grandfather, my mother, and my mentor, Bill White. And when I look at that question and I saw these questions before, but I did not attempt to answer them at that time because I knew I wanted to be as authentic as I could be in the moment to ask those, answer those questions now. So I would have to say influential person, Bill White, my, uh, my ex-wife's dad, who I'm still dear friends with, amazing friends, Tammy White, Beverly White. Um, yeah, it's a long story, but uh, I would love to talk to Bill. I would love to talk to Bill and I'd want to ask him how to navigate these uncertain times. I would want his advice of how to use my voice and what I've established and what I've built in my lifetime since I've talked to him last. And then what's crazy about this very conversation and talking about Bill is that just before this, this video, just before going live, I was downstairs and I have a, I have a bottle of Jack Daniels that Bill had bought me before he died. He was going to have a party and he bought me some gentleman Jack and I still have that bottle downstairs. I've never opened it. And he's been, he's been gone from us for 19 or 20 years. So the bottle has evaporated. It's gentleman Jack. I know he bought it personally for me and I have a hard time drinking it. But at the same time, I could hear Bill saying, come on, Chris, what are you fucking doing? You got to drink that shit. Um, so yeah, I would want to talk to Bill and I would want to ask him how to navigate these times in my life. And, um, the, the good thing is I can, if I want, if I ask that question, I can hear him talking to me. So it's okay. So thank you for that question, Julie. Michelle Van says, what are your shortcomings? What, what are your shortcomings and how do you address them? One of my major shortcomings is that I start off on an idea and I go on a bunch of different ideas and I round out and I come back on that original idea. So I have ADHD on crack and it's very challenging for me to think of something and continue that thought all the way to, through to completion. And it's something that I have really struggled with most of my life. And that's why I started this show called raw and unscripted because I didn't want to have to worry about being perfect about every nuance of what it is that I was going to say. So I knew that one of my shortcomings was the fact that I may wander, but I'm very passionate and I'm very deliberate that when you get to the end of that message, you're going to get it. And some people don't hang in for that. They go, Chris, you wander and I can't hang on with that. Or you cuss or good luck. I'm not for you. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Go find the person that's for you. But some people get it. They love it. They're like, dude, I'm just exactly like you. And I figure, and I, I'm, I'm gathering my thoughts the same way you are. And I get to the same conclusion you do. So thank you for being you. We're not going to be for everybody. That's one of my shortcomings. One of my shortcomings also is that I'm very fucking transparent and I love people and I'm honest. And, um, but, um, I don't really consider that a shortcoming either. I think I could, that's a part of me. And when you look at those things as part of shortcomings, then that takes away from who you are. And if one of your shortcomings is the fact that you're passionate about something and you go on until you get to the point, that's not so bad. You know, if one of your shortcomings is that you want to stab people in the throat every three seconds because you don't agree with them, that might be something you want to work on. Um, yeah. Um, I can't wait to go back and read your questions. Uh, you, you, I mean, your comments, everything. Um, so Rashid says, what have you learned from yourself? What have you learned from yourself to be myself? Yeah. Just to be myself. The best thing you can do is be yourself. I mean, geez, life is short. Cheryl glass Gilmore. Somebody used to work with Patty at also used to work with at Patty also. Um, where are you from originally? I'm from East LA. I'm actually from Inglewood in Los Angeles. I grew up there for the first five or six years of my life in a predominantly black neighborhood, moved to Anaheim, thought my life was going to be great. It turned out like shit. And you guys know how the story goes. Um, but where am I, where am I from originally? I'm from my mom, my sperm donor, you know, the experiences that have brought me to where I'm at today. Does it matter? Mm, I don't know. But yeah, from originally, I have a half sister, Maria, that I don't talk to. Uh, I recently did my 23 and me and I've seen my family tree and I don't recognize a single fucking name on it. And um, that's kind of freaky. But at the same time, I'm just being me and I have my son and my wife and we just keep moving on. That's what life is. Wayne DeSamini, would you like a seashell? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Angel says, what are you doing right now? Talking to you. Glenda says, oh, uh, Rachel Monet which is interesting because my ex-girlfriend is named Monet. 
Um, but I don't think she's watching this right now. Uh, she's a friend of mine though. Truth. Uh, Monet Fogarty. Uh, so Rachel Monet says, what do you do for fun? Uh, music, play with my son, have fun with my family, um, cars, inspiring you guys. That's what I do for fun. Read, grow, learn, exercise. Yeah. I love, this is fun. This is fun for me. Even exposing my raw emotions to you guys is fun for me because I know, I'm not even gonna say I think, but I know that one of you guys watching this throughout the duration of this program is going to get something. One of you guys is going to walk away and go, holy shit. I think things differently, you know, Oh, that was an awe inspiring moment, whatever it might be. So that's, what's fun for me. But honestly, what's fun for me is seeing my son laugh based on what I do or seeing my son get something based on the way I teach him. But for me, fun is just being alive, being in the moment because I struggled most of my life with being in the future, trying to figure out plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or in the past, analyzing everything I did to try to figure out how I could get better for it. But the fun is in the moments. The fun is right now. Most people can't handle being live in front of a camera. I've been doing it for 51 minutes. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, Scott Goyette, my brother from another mother says, what do you, who do you No, This is an important question. Who do you love the most? Who do you love the most? Don't tell me me. I know if you were thinking it, no, you have to love yourself the most. Stop being so crazy about loving everybody else. First, you have to love yourself most because how can you give love? If you don't accept love, how can you give greatness? If you don't accept greatness, so many people are out there trying to give all they have, but they're never giving it of themselves. I see it. I've talked to you, all you guys, a bunch of you over the, over COVID, and it's amazing. Oh, you know, I have to do this for my kids. I have to do this for my husband. I have to do this for my parents. I have to do this for this. I have to do this for this. It's like, are you doing it for you? Well, that doesn't matter. What? No, because we're conditioned in society from young age, not to be selfish. So then we go around fucking placating everybody else. Every Tom, Dick and Harry, we make them happy. Oh, I'm in a relationship. I have to make them happy. I have to do everything I could possibly do to make them happy. That's what my mom did, but I'm miserable. I'm doing everything else to make them happy, but I'm miserable. So I ask you the question, I ask you the question, if you're miserable, then what are you doing about it? I'm going to ask you a question. If you're miserable, then what are you doing about it? And don't tell me nothing. Don't tell me, oh, someday when this is happening and this is this and this is that, that's crap. So many of you guys are playing the someday game. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Guess what? There is no someday. If you wake up tomorrow and you're alive, that's a pretty fucking cool day. Stop wasting time. Stop playing the someday game. If you're not happy in something, fucking change it. If you're not happy with somebody, change it. If you don't like the job you're going to, change it. If you guys have been following me on social media for a little bit, last few days to a week, I've been posting these things. Life is simple. And I just arbitrarily from my brain, think about how life is simple. I don't even plan it. I'm like, life is simple. If you don't like something, stop doing it. If you don't like watching something, stop watching it. If you don't like hearing something, stop hearing it. Only you can control what it is that you like. So who do I love the most? I love me because as long as I love me, I'm able to give you guys love. And when I stop loving me, that's when I start to struggle. So it's very important to make sure you still love yourself and you still do the things that nurture your soul and not at the expense of what other people fucking think or what they expect. Let that ring in your ears for just a second. Um, Jen says, how can I help you? Um, just being here and commenting is help. I love you. You're awesome. Linda says, what's up you? Um, I can't pronounce that name. Um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try. I'm going to be very respectful. Mathok Kozisi Nikosi. Mathok Kozisi Tosi. What's your story? My story, honestly, is that I was a kid that was born into a situation that was not ideal. And now I fucking rock based on the choices and the decisions that I made to push myself to become the person that I am. That's my story. And what's my story going to be that I'm going to continue pushing myself. I'm going to continue striving to be the best person that I can be. I'm going to continue striving to be the most real person I can be because I'm guessing I'm connecting with you guys tonight. I haven't looked at the numbers. I haven't looked at all this other stuff, but I'm just coming from my soul. That's all I know at this moment. I am frustrated. I am all sorts of different things. So all I know is to come from my soul. Um, Craig says, Craig Rowland, one of my buddies, he goes, are you having fun? 
I actually am. For one of the first times in my life, I am free falling into the unknown. I am free falling into the uncertainty. I am not trying to control every aspect of my life. I'm not trying to control or perceive or assume or predict or pontificate anything that's happening in my future. And when I start to do that, that's when I start to feel like I am today. That's why I went back and I was like, I was at the park today with my son and I said, what do I need to do? And that's a question we have to ask ourselves because we can get caught up in the minutia. We get caught up in the keyboard warrior crap on Facebook or whatever else. But what do I need to do? And I was like, okay, what would I give? What advice would I give to somebody else who came to me as a coaching client right, right now? And I would say, you know, I think of books. Like what book would inspire me to think, go back to the way I was thinking, not this tornado thinking that I'm starting to think what book can get me back to that grounded spot. And I went back to the untethered soul by Michael Singer, Nikki Singer. And so today I spent two hours and I started reading it again. As soon as I started reading, I was like, Jesus Christ, Chris, you went, you went back to being the person that gets convoluted and all the emotions and all the shit from every day. But when you separate yourself and you realize that you are not your emotions, you are not all of this. And you start to separate and disassociate with the fact that you don't have to be that way, that you can be disconnected from that. And you can choose to see what is real and what is not. And I know that's deep and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but you know, I started reading the untethered soul again today. And as soon as I started reading, I was started to get reminded like, Chris, you've gone away from this. You've gone away from that. You know, we get so connected to the outcomes of what we are here and our egos and our personalities and everything that we're involved in proving that we're right, proving that we're valuable, proving that we're significant, proving that we're this, proving that we accomplished, proving all this. We spend our lives proving. What are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to prove it to? I've talked to people who are still trying to prove shit to people who are fucking dead. Let that sink in for a second. I have talked to a lot of people who are still trying to prove shit to people who are dead. They don't even realize it. Oh, you know, my father thought this is my father. How long has your father been dead? 20 years. Okay. And your father knows you're successful. Your father knows that you are on a journey. Your father is not judging you from the person you were when you were that age. Stop punishing yourself. Stop beating yourself up. It's a pretty kick-ass life. It's, of course, convoluted with a lot of bullshit. And that's why I started Raw and Unscripted. That's why I come to you guys every single week, whether it's a guest or on my Friday night live shows or my new show with Pamela Aubrey talking about rainbows and real talk. You have to find meaning in what it is that you're doing. You have to find value and purpose in your pain. If you're trying to constantly avoid pain, if you're constantly trying to avoid what makes you uncomfortable, you're going to live a life of mediocrity. You're going to live a life of what ifs. You're going to live a life eventually of, wow, I regret not doing those things. I regret not living in the moment. I regret not having multiple relationships. I regret not traveling. I regret not going for all those different careers. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the end of the show. Life is to be lived. You know, most of you guys, well, I shouldn't say most of you guys, because you guys follow me. You, you probably aren't. But sadly, a lot of people are existing instead of living. Is that you? Are you existing or are you living? Are you excited when you wake up? Or are you at least encouraged when you wake up about the impact that you can make, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your community, whether it's with your organizations that you're involved in, whether it's online, whether it's with your staff, do you wake up? inspired about what it is that you can contribute that day to make humanity a better place? Or do you wake up and God's honest truth, be honest with me, be honest with yourself. When you wake up, are you like I was? Oh, fuck. God damn it. It's gonna be another day. Fuck. Traffic's gonna be shitty. Probably so-and-so is gonna be an asshole. Probably this is gonna be bad. Oh my God. I'm gonna have to deal with that. Do you shoot yourself in the foot for your entire fucking day before you even open your eyes? Come on. That's stupid. <laughs> Come on. That's stupid. Really stop doing that to yourself. The point of this show today really was to have a little fun, answer some questions, but to get you inspired to think about how you are living your life. I just wanted to come transparent and say, Hey, listen, 
I'm not perfect. I don't have everything figured out. I'm a pretty smart guy. I have a lot of knowledge, but I'm not going to come to you every single time and say, I've got it figured out. And I wanted to come to this show raw and unscripted so that you could feel, you can understand that it's okay to feel unprepared or uncertain or vulnerable or anything else. That's part of life. But it's the matter of what you do from this point forward that makes the difference. That's what being unstoppable is about. So many people ask me, what's being unstoppable? I'm like, oh, let me think of some really cool, creative way that I could pontificate. I'm like, being unstoppable is the fact that you don't fucking stop. Don't stop. If you have a dream, don't stop. If you have an idea, don't stop. If you have a mission, don't stop. Serena Buffalino, a new friend of mine, she took all of her experiences and all of her jobs and she quit. And she said, Hey, I'm going to go feed kids and teach kids in Haiti. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to give up my entire fucking life, all my enjoyments, all my passions. And I'm going to go do this because this is what fires me up. So go do those things. You know, think about the questions that we ask. I encourage you guys to take these questions and ask them of yourselves and write down the answers. And if it makes you uncomfortable, even think about some of these questions like, Oh my God, I don't know how to answer that question. That's the question you need to answer the most. Because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, seriously, I'm going to end right now because I'm going to go back and read these, these, um, these questions and everything, because I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with you guys. Um, you get one life. We get one life. You know, I was just hearing a story the other day about somebody who had a brain aneurysm, went to sleep on the couch and didn't wake up. I saw a story in the Riverside news the other day that a guy turned left and the other guy hit him and he was dead. He was a father of three. Uh, Kelly Preston, wife of John Travolta just died of breast cancer unknown to every one of us for two years. You know, when you're going to go is unknown. So all you can do is focus on what you have right now, these moments. And I know it sounds crazy to say, but when you take each moment and you string them together and you do the best you can to make those moments awesome and you get around people who help you make them awesome and you focus on all the shit that makes them awesome your life becomes awesome. But if you're around people who are disappointed and frustrated and angry and, and blah, 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 this and that, nah, 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 nah. just think of where your life's going to be headed. Just think, is it going to get any better? Is it going to get any worse? Most likely it's going to get worse. So you have to make those choices of what it is that you want to live in your life. And the last thing I'll say to you is this. In 2008, I wrote my eulogy and I came back from a, a funeral service and I was like, really, uncertain about my life. And I sat there and said, okay, what do I want? What do I want to be remembered for? And that's a scary thought at, I don't think it was 32, 30. I don't remember what how old I was, but so I wrote my eulogy and God is my witness. I stand by it every single day. And the end of it was that Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked for which that mattered. And he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. So every day I wake up and I fulfill that, whether it's perfectly, imperfectly, the greatest videos, the greatest shows, the greatest interviews, whatever it is, I wake up every day to fulfill that legacy. So what is your legacy? What is it that you want to make a mark on in this world? What pisses you off so much that you would love to change that and leave this world a better place for who you were and what you did? What are you focusing? Are you focusing on the news? Are you focusing on shit that doesn't make you happy? Are you focusing on people that don't make you happy? Are you focusing on people that make you don't make you happy for many, many years? hoping, wishing, and praying that someday they're going to change. They're not going to change. They're not going to change. And I'm telling that to myself. I'm telling that to myself because I have a few people in my life that I wish would change and they're not, and they won't. And the chances are they probably won't even see this broadcast until way later. But you, once you see it, you'll know who you are. And I wish you well. You know, life is uh, crazy. So I will, I'm going to look through these real quick. Um, because normally I do the, these little things like I do those little things. <laughs> you guys are fucking amazing. Um, yeah, you're just, you guys are just, there's so many different things I could highlight right now, but, um, in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Bro. Thank you, Brenda. I miss our conversations. I can still see us sitting in the cubicles talking in the morning. So thank you so much. Angel, you are amazing. You're such a, a, a great supporter of the show and everything that you do in your world and what you bring back is amazing. All of you guys are fucking amazing. I sincerely mean that. 
And thank you for sticking in with me for an hour and four minutes. I know it's gone long, but I really hope that you got value out of the show. I really hope that you see your perspective and your situations in your life a little bit differently just from spending this time, whether you're watching it live or you're going to watch it on the replay. Um, life is not easy. Life is quite honestly challenging and fucked up, but there is a lot of beauty in it when you just do it from who you are versus who you think you're supposed to be. That's a big distinction that I want you guys to get out of this. I love you guys. You guys fucking rock. Um, Cindy, I love you too, sweetie. I love you too. You are fucking amazing. Um, yeah, you are all. Look at this. Uh, I, I, I has been. Yeah, I has been. Don't be a has been. Oh, there. Hey, there's Monet. What's up, Monet? Yeah. See, I was talking about you earlier. I don't know if you heard that or not, but uh, yeah, Monet have I, and I have been dear friends for a long time. And it's amazing when you have dear friends in your life who push you and support you and get you anyway. So that's my final thought for you guys. Um, again, what questions can you ask yourself? What things can you do? I love you guys. Stay cool. Stay classy. Don't forget Friday night live coming up with Scott Goyette this Friday. We're going to have another amazing show, fun show. I'm trying to do fun shows right now. Um, just to keep the, the spirit going, but obviously the opportunities alive and, uh, I love you guys stay unstoppable. I love you.